I am joined by my new friend, Father Nathan. Father Nathan, welcome. How are you? I'm happy to be with you. Thanks for inviting me on. I am so grateful. So you came into my life via Alyssa from Catholic Family Crate, who many people watching this will be very familiar with. And I am just so excited. The way that she describes you is like you are the perfect priest for entrepreneurs. So for anyone who might not know you and your work, can you just briefly introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am a Catholic priest and I started an institute that's dedicated to helping people to see the link between holiness and business. And uh, the fact that entrepreneurial business is just starting businesses. I mean, we make it sound like it's a special business trait or something. It's just your ability to go from zero to one. And frankly, we don't have a lot of choice when you're at zero. (laughs) you, You need to go to one. And so I thought, well, this is what the Catholic Church does. We've been doing this for decades. We go to a a new country and we go from zero to one. We have to build a parish. We go from zero to one. So I thought, well, actually, you know, I found that at the heart of Christianity is this, this call from God to go from zero to one. So it's just natural that we take those, that same skill set that God gave to the apostles, that God gave to disciples. And we said, why wouldn't I deploy that same skill set when it comes to starting a business? Uh, And so I I realized that there's a a parallel between those two phenomena and that the two actually can help each other. It's not that business takes us away from faith. It's that actually it can help our faith and that our faith actually doesn't take us away from business. It can help our business. And so I just see right there is a really important message for us to get out and share with people. Oh my gosh, I love it so, so much. So were you in business before you became a priest or or did you just sort of see this parallel very clearly? I was an entrepreneur, <laughs> but not in a glorified sense. I became a priest very young. I, I joined uh, religious life and consecrated myself to God at age 22. Okay. So, but before then I had to pay my way through high school, pay my way through college. So I've started my, my own company making rosaries, uh, actually. And trying to sell them to different places. And then just in my different other experiences with working uh, a lot of different jobs at that area. But no, and, th- and that's what's neat. Actually, I take my knowledge for business and I bring it right from religious life. And all these books behind me that I've read, you know, and you, when you've read that many books and you realize that there's a st- the, the business guys and, and gals are saying the same things in their books that the saints are saying. It's just a slightly different language. Uh, but it's, it, 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 if you you can't tell me that if Saint Therese of the Child Jesus, right, was uh, her own mother was working and had to work making lace, um, you know, and, and and well, that's an amazing thought. And and that she, if you were to take Saint Therese and you were to make her a missionary in China, you don't think that she'd be building buildings? That she'd be, you know, fi- finding ways to solve the problems of the orphans? Of course she would. Well, how do you build a building when you're raised to be a nun? Well, exactly. You stretch. You become an entrepreneur. And so it's like a lot of people then we become moms and we're like, now I have to stretch into my business, but I don't want to. And I can understand that. But you just have to take that same mentality of like, all I'm doing is reorganizing my activity. Right. That's what that's what business is. Don't think of it like some sort of science or some weird thing that you have to be gifted in. Think of it as I need to reorganize my activity 
such that the result of my activity is greater than the energy I put into it. And that brings about a coefficient of efficiency that a lot of people are, you know, we don't like, and I get it because you're, you want to be moms and, and I want you to be moms. God wants you to be moms for heaven's sakes. You know, it's just that if for some reason you're forced into business or you have this call from God to do a business at the same time, try to get over thinking of it like some sort of alien concept. Say like, okay, I'm doing the dishes. What I need to do for this family is make doing the dishes something that makes more than just doing dishes. Well, that's the beginning of an entrepreneurial mindset. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you said so many things that I want to respond to. And I, I, I coach a lot of moms who somehow have gotten it into their heads that if I do any activity, so I'm not even thinking business. I'm even thinking like take a nap, get my nails done. Like but, but of course, for the context of this summit, it's pursuing business activities. And they, they, they think that, well, if I do anything that takes me away from my children, somehow I'm failing them or somehow I'm not as holy. I get, I coach a lot of moms who sort of compare themselves to a mom that they see as content at home and only focused on the home. And they think I should really be like them. Like, so what would you say to a mom? who kind of has that mindset or has that story in her, in her head. That she's wonderful. <laughs> you know, I mean, like well, who wouldn't want a mom that feels that way? I mean, that's the most beautiful heart you can imagine right there. And that's a gift from God, you know? So I think you got to keep that. You can't, you, you know, the fact is that's, that is holiness right there. I mean, that's God. So you got to keep that. It's just that reality is that you can't, necessarily keep that either because of financial constraints or because of health and psychological health which is a big part of it i mean the realism of life is that we have to constantly balance the the boundary between me and you right and and that's something that we may we may not have been reared very well to have that skill set where we got to acquire that because if we constantly put the you before me well, if we love, then we'll never get to me. But the fact is, when I'm serving you as a mother, I'm taking out of the well that is inside of me and giving it to you. So I need to take care also of me. And that might, if you understand it in that sense, it's not that you're taking away from your children. It's actually that you're giving to them. Now, when it comes to business, a lot of moms, I can understand that. And again, if you can stay at home and just mother, I say, just do that. You know, it, it depends. Sometimes guys put it on your heart and then, well, okay, well, then, then that, that's between you and God. Don't question it. Go for it. You know, it's just that w- when that happens, um, I don't want you to think that somehow that's necessarily taking away from your children. And here's why. You're also showing your children that they need to believe in themselves and their relationship with God, even if it causes sacrifice. You're giving them an accomplished mother in a worldly sense, which is not a bad thing to have at the same time. And you're giving them common sense life skills that they're going to need as well. Like, hey, get more out of what you put into something if you're going to put something into it, right? Like, well, that's a neat life skill to have. So don't look at business just as a negative is what I'd like to say. And that can just kind of help you also to say, I mean, like I'm giving them my children a mother who fights and a mother who accomplishes. 
And that's no small thing. And that's not putting down mothers who don't do that. It's just saying that that's your call. Look at the positive at the same time. I love it. Okay. So I think what, if I were to narrow it down, like if I were to really analyze what people are afraid of is I think they're afraid of the fight in a way. So for example, I've got nine children. There's certain realities that come with having a lot of people. So like, I got to make dinner for nine kids. I've got to change several diapers. Like, so I think the thing that people are afraid of, or if I may interpret or, or assume, um, is that fight. So when you have, you know, the need of the family, but you're also like, oh, I got to get that email out and that tension that can sometimes exist. So how do we, I guess, number one, I'd love any tactical strategies you have for just the orientation of energy and attention. And then how do we persevere? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's an awesome question, uh, Lisa. And, and I'm, you really, you know, your people because that is right there. I think that most of the time where moms struggle is that they don't feel like they should be struggling. And as soon as we settle into the fact that it's okay, that there's tension and that I'm okay with, you know, then you're able to, you're able to endure like nobody else. The toughest people on earth are moms because the thing about mothers is you never stop. You go from not just when you got nine kids, that means you're going to have 37 grandkids in about 25 years. And uh, and third, and they're going to have uh, 87 great grandchildren. And the whole time you're mothering, you never, and you know, each name and each birthday. I mean, you guys are absolutely amazing. You're a gift from God. So, but the thing that gets at you is when you're like, and I should be doing it perfectly. I should be beautiful while I do it. And I shouldn't have any stress with business. No, you relax into that and you say, okay, Jesus, this is between you and me. And you've given me a harder road. I wish I didn't have to have this. And I wish you didn't have this certain psychological makeup that makes it just so hard for me to su- succeed with that tension. But you know what? You do. And that's where I actually think this business can be a huge blessing, just like motherhood, be a huge blessing. But, but because it exposes your cracks, it shows you that this is where I need to deepen my faith and trust in Jesus. You would never even know that you were capable of being afraid until you started to risk things. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I have high anxiety. Whoa, that's okay. Don't have a problem with having problems. The only real problem is when you have problems with having problems, okay? Having problems is not a problem. Having problems with having problems, that's the problem. And so relax into it. And then you can like, I remember one time I was talking with one of my mentors about my different travails as I was you know, starting my ministry here. And, and he said, remember, this is the fun stuff. <laughs> and, I, and he was serious. And I thought, this is not fun. You know, this is the fun stuff. But actually, he was right. What he's trying to say is, hey, one time, another time, I was, I was complaining to the same mentor a couple of years later about the same stuff. And he goes, you know what? It's true, Father Nathan, you have a very hard life. But aren't you glad you have the chance to do it? And that's the message I would give to you, moms. Yep. It's, it's tough. It's okay that it's tough. Aren't you glad you have the chance to, to give something back to God like that? And aren't you glad you have the chance to serve the world with your talents? So you're serving your kids with your heart and your mind and your soul. 
And you also get to expand that. There are a lot of stay-at-home moms that secretly wish that they could engage in what you're doing. And, they, and that's the truth. The grass on the other side, you talk to them and they're like, I'm just a mom, you know? And I spend my time building them up saying, you're not just a mom, you're amazing, you know? Because it's true. But at the same time, like, hey, you get a chance to do something that a lot of people would love to do and don't regret it so much. <laughs> so, 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 oh gosh, you're, you're like, I don't know if you, I've, I've got, I've got two. years expand the interview, Lisa. We're having a great time here. It's, um, it's just so beautiful. And, and, you know, and thank you. Cause I think, um, it's a relatable feeling the, 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 um, we just got to accept that struggle is going to be in our lives. This is something I really struggle with. I struggle with accepting struggle. I, it's like, there's this reality I want to, um, not accept that exists. So when we are in the time of struggle, because I mentor a lot of women who want to grow their business and they want to grow their business for wonderful things. Like they want to build the kingdom. They want to ease the stress of their husband. You know, one of the interviews on the summit is um, Henry Katarna, the Catholic CEO. And he speaks so much about moms and dads being able to have businesses at home so that they're more, just simply more available to their, their children. Like they're able to, you know, come out of meetings and have meals and whatnot and, and lessen the stress of potentially commuting and all those things. Not everybody can do that, of course, but it's a very interesting thing to posit. So, but when we are in that struggle and we are perhaps tempted to be more fueled by our passion than by reason and will. <laughs> How can we stay the course? How can we remember exactly what you just said to just like that trust God and that this is a gift? How in the moment of struggle, how, what's like a, a really great strategy to stay the <laughs> talk to your husband? Oh, <laughs> if you're blessed to have a husband, what a blessing. Listen, I love being celibate. That's my gift to my God. It's my wonderful joy. But you are so blessed to be married. You know, there's a blessing on both sides of the fences. Your blessing. So you have someone whose job it is to support you. Now, if they're not supporting you, then you got to go back and work on that first. Because like, hey, wait a second. You guys are a team here. You know, so. But if he says, okay, we're a team, I'm going to get behind you, then you need to, at the same time, throw in that little extra hook that says, and here's the deal, it means emotional support too. So I need you to encourage me. And when you give the man, sometimes what women, what women will do or wives will do is you just want them to guess at it because that's how women think. They, they just, they don't really want to just say stuff. It feels cheaper. It doesn't feel like love or whatever. I don't know. But listen, he's not going to guess it. Unless you have a really awesome man, uh, that could be. But most guys are like, ah. So you got to tell him, I need you to support me and encourage me and to believe in me and to say all of that to me at those moments. And then that's what I would say when you're, when you can't handle it. And, and we all can't, we all get those brains. I told you, I call my mentor, you know, and he sits there and, you know, says, you know, these great things that I remember. Well, you have a husband, talk to your husband. And because he also has a God-given authority and a God-given blessing in your life to guide you at exactly those moments and to guide the whole family. And if it is too much, well, then he's going to help you to see that. You're going to help. And the two of you are going to say, then we get to pull back. That's another thing I want to say about this, Lisa, is like, yeah, you're in this venture because of God, because of whatever. You don't know if it's your pride. You don't know if, 
listen, it's okay to try and fail. You know, that all you're doing is reorganizing your activity to try to make it productive of more than what you put into it. That's all you're doing. And so like, it's okay, try it. And if it doesn't work, you can pull back. There's no such thing as failure. There's only just trying and then not trying anymore. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, I love it. Let's talk about that concept that you keep uh, mentioning, which I love it. It's and forgive me if I paraphrase incorrectly, but the out output you make yields yep. more result than the energy required, and it's so fascinating because when I look at the early church, I just watched The Chosen for the first time. I can't. I don't know why it took me like two years to watch The Chosen, but it's been such a gift to me to just sort of again in that. Ignatian imagination, if you will, like just sort of imagine what it would have been like for the early church and whatnot. But it is so similar to business. You're telling somebody something that is true that will help their life. And then you're like, okay, go and tell other people about it. Like that's what marketing is in a way. So um, talk to us about that. How can, how is that so important? How do we remember that? How does that act out in our businesses? This, this Keep talking, Lisa. I don't think that that's quite yet the question. You're almost there. Like, what are you, what are you looking for? Is, is, um, how can we ensure that, because this is something that I know a lot of my moms struggle with. I'm working so hard in my business, but I'm not seeing the fruit. Oh, oh, like, yeah. It's like, it's costing me so much time. Yeah. But not this yield that, and it'll it'll happen really fast because moms don't have time to waste. So you guys are like, okay, I'm gonna give a shot at this, and then it's gonna come back uh, better. And then like within a week, you're like, I can't do it anymore. Yes, exactly. So, um, I want you to look at it differently. I want you to look at it as God has given me certain talents, and I am going to deploy them for Him as an act of love for him. And I don't have to do any better than my best. And my best might look not like everyone else's best because I have four screaming kids and I have a high anxiety level and I'm in a bad mood. Your best at that moment is not the same as your best when everything's clean and your husband's in Florida with the kids and you can just work your tail off, of course, you know, or what you did in college. So get rid of like what you think you can do and instead just say, all I have to do today is love Jesus with my talents. When you do it that way, then it's like, yeah, I'm sacrificing, but it's more like I'm engaging my talents. I would say to try to find a, a business move that really aligns well with who you are, because it's so much easier to, to make your business an act of love when it's an engagement of who you are. Now, I could keep going, but I, I, I don't want to keep, you know, <laughs> I want to make sure you can ask the, you know, like, is that, does that make sense? Yeah. And it's so in line with what I teach. You know, I, I'm constantly encouraging moms. We're in such a unique time in history when you truly can take lessons you have learned, like your lived experience and that can become a business. Is everyone called to this? No. Is, no. is everyone meant to be an influencer or encourager or coach of some kind? No, of course. There's all kinds of ways you can do a business. But for those who have felt that call, it's just, it's, it's practical. Like the amount of leverage 
you have from your own life. So I always like to encourage people, just look at your life. And then, and then it becomes, it's really not a business for you. It's a gift. And yeah, you're making money on it because your time is valuable. Your resources are valuable. Your sacrifice is valuable, but that the profit isn't the goal. And I want you guys, even, even if you're doing, and when I go and talk to companies, I tell them this profit is an effect. It's not the goal. The goal is the service that you're putting out there, the product that you're making. And, and when you're proud of that product, then yeah, it, it might not pan out. It might be not worth it. But of course it was worth the sacrifice. I'll say this. This is a little thing. It's a Father Nathan original, so it could be wrong. Whatever it's a Father Nathan original, it's probably wrong. I think you're never really successful until you're able to fail. Meaning like, you know, you're in the right spot when you're like, it could all end tomorrow. And you know what? It was an awesome ride. And that's the sign of a happy and holy business person. If you're constantly saying like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Then like, wait a second, like sit back and try to enjoy that again. I'm deploying my talents at the service of God. How could it not be worth it? (laughs) It might in the end not be worth it, but like it was worth it. (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I could talk to you all day long. Honestly, this is such a gift, such a blessing. Where can people go to learn more about you and your work? Institute.org. And that's S-A-I-N-T John Institute.org. And we've got everything up there. We got a little blog too. So if you subscribe to the blog, we'll be posting stuff on there and, and uh, you'll be able to follow it. Are you a dream-chasing mom who wants to keep God at the center of her personal and business development? If that is you, I want to invite you to join me inside of my brand new group coaching experience, Wealth Without Guilt. This group coaching experience is for the emerging or experienced business owner who wants to clear up her mindset, clear up her thoughts around money, around her mission, needs the reminder and the clarity that there is something that she uniquely has been called to do and that unique mission has been placed there by God. Wealth Without Guilt is an experience where you will get live coaching from me on your mindset, on the thoughts that are holding you back, as well as practical training, practical skills, and how to build a personal brand online via my over 10 years experience building a business and a brand both online and off. Wealth Without Guilt is for the entrepreneur who wants to ensure she is not going to sacrifice her faith her family, or what matters most. She wants to build a business and build impact and build wealth all while being the best mom, wife, and homemaker she can be. And you can join me inside Wealth Without Guilt today. Doors are open today by visiting bit.ly slash wealth without guilt. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash wealth without guilt. I'd love to see you inside our community.